0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Murder Friends, the podcast where three friends from three different countries talk about murder. My name's Alana, and I'm Canadian.
1: I'm Anna, and I'm American. My name's Hannah, and I'm British.
0: So sit back and relax. You're among friends, and let's talk murder. Well, we've obviously there's
1: um, kind of a major thing going on in the world right now. And uh, obviously, our episode was delayed. Are you, we usually release on a Wednesday at the same time, but been a little delayed. Everybody's had a lot going on. Um, which is to be expected. So Hannah and I are in the UK and here currently and for the last, almost, was it about a week and a half? Is it been now? Or two weeks? Two weeks?
2: Yeah, Monday last week, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, God, it seems like three months, but actually... It does seem... It's, <laughs> it's doesn't not really a so long me. ago. <laughs> anyway. um, so we're on pretty much, like, you can only go out for essential um, essential work and, like, groceries. Nuts. And that's you and you're allowed to go out and, like, exercise
2: for a little Once while. a day. Once a day, only once a day, yeah.
1: One extra a day, um. But I, Atlanta is in Canada, and what is going on
0: there? Where you are, it's pretty much the same here. Basically, everything is shut. Only essential businesses are open, and we don't have that one walk rule. It's crazy to think, like, you have to count how many times you go outside, like, to to walk around the block or whatever. But here, basically, you just can't um, be in groups. And, like, if you go for a walk, you need to be, like, with the people that you're quarantined with, like, your little group. Um, um, But otherwise, it's just, like, it's like a ghost town, really. It's kind of eerie. I, um had to go I had to go to the doctors actually which was really nerve-wracking and just like driving through the downtown like you don't really see anybody and it's the middle of the day and it's like a nice day and you just like everybody is inside thankfully most people are inside but yeah it was just really creepy it
1: is like that here as well we got ghosts. I Hannah and I live near town and I live right sort of right around the town we live in, and it's so weird it's so quiet that's the, the weirdest thing because i'm used to and you all might hear when we record you can hear stuff in the background for for me buses even reduced buses they've reduced like everything and it's bizarre so what have you guys been eating have you been good about it have you been snacking more than usual a lot of cheese what's going on Ugh.
0: My problem is, so we're in the same boat in Canada where they only want you to go to the store for essentials. So they kind of recommend if you go to the shops like once a week. So we'll go once a week and we do a huge like buy one of everything kind of thing and then come home. But then immediately I'm like, ooh, we've got all these new snacks of which I would (laughs) like to have some. And then they very quickly start dwindling down to then – you get, you, you're you. left with all like the crap stuff, the stuff you don't want, or all the things that were in the freezer that have been in the freezer for like six years because nobody <laughs> wants it. So you're stuck with like all the crap. So that's my problem right now I'm trying to get better at. It is save the snacks, or at least ration the snacks so they last longer.
2: Snack ration. I love
1: it. <laughs> I made the mistake of... Well, it's a mistake. So my husband's doing the shop, and actually, to be honest, normally I will do it. And I usually do... We're all quite busy, and my daughter's in school, and then I am I work and do all that, and he's working. So we don't actually, like, have tons of, like, family meals during the week at all, um, just because we're all kind of going in different directions. Um, but he's kind of the one just going to the store because he doesn't want me to go out. He's like, no, 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 you guys just stay. So I send him with a list because I've, like, been really organized and planning what we're going to eat and everything. And But then he is the worst. He buys crisps and... Mm chips and chocolate and all sorts of little cakes and then he does like tea time <laughs> where we sit down by the fire and like have tea and biscuits and I'm like you're at your I can't but then of course because it's here I'm eating it <laughs> out of boredom so yeah I'm gonna have to really like cut like you know put my foot down I was like stop buying it because I will eat it that's why I don't normally buy it is because I literally just I'll eat it. I downloaded, I put Scrabble on my phone, <laughs> so, so yeah, wow, okay, yeah, I, I like never play games on my phone, but I found myself, my work is picked back up, it did slow, and then it's this week, um, it started to pick back up again, so, but just, there's a lot more office-based stuff to do, so that's good. But um, for a while there, yeah, I was like playing Scrabble on my phone and watching, well, like we started watching Ozark because I never watched it mm. and everyone's mm. like, whoa, what? You've never watched that? It's amazing. What else? Oh, and we got Disney Plus, which has just been made available. If you, I don't know if you've got it, Hannah, um, but it's only just come out in the UK, right? Like been available where I, I don't know if in Canada and the US it's been out for like
0: ages. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. My sister has, it. Uh, I think like maybe six months or something.
2: A lot of what have you been watching? Oh, I
0: have, <laughs> um, I've tried to watch a movie every night. So I had a list on Netflix and just on my computer as well of like a watch list, basically. So those films have been on that list for, I don't know, before I was born. And I never watched them. So now I'm, every night I make a point of not thinking about it too hard. I just pick one and I'll put it on and then I'll watch it. So I've gotten through like got so many movies and um, I was cleaning out because I'm staying at my parents house for however long this thing lasts I was going through like all my I have like a bunch of boxes in the basement of like all my old stuff that they kept and they weren't really sure about so I went through that stuff and was like getting rid of stuff and I used to knit a fair amount um, when I was younger and I found this I guess you could call it a project that I must have started maybe like seven years ago and it's this really skinny rectangle like it kind of looked like it could have been a scarf but I made it really really skinny for some reason and so (laughs) now my my mission is to knit that rectangle until we get out of lockdown so I've almost finished like one ball of yarn and I've got two more unopened ones left and I'm just gonna keep going and if I run out of that stuff I've got other colors and I'll just pick a new color I just keep knitting my little skinny rectangle <laughs> so that's that's what I do at night I knit and I watch my movie or maybe treat myself to a Dr. Phil if there's a new episode amazing
2: if you if anyone's got any ideas of what Alana could use her skinny rectangle for
0: <laughs> I know and you can please you-
2: like let, let us know because I I think a great idea for it would be a Halloween costume where you dress up as a mummy? Oh yes, yes. and it does. you look wrap it like color. a giant bandage. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's good. I like that. I've been enjoying your uh, long rectangle updates on your Instagram. <laughs> Adventures and in naps. If anybody uh, doesn't already follow her, you can you can also <laughs> you can check out the pandemic r- rectangle. <laughs>
2: yeah (laughs) oh please call it pandemic rectangle from now on
0: (laughs) I love that (laughs) I feel like it's like my prison project like instead of like notches on the wall of how long I've been here it's just like how long can I make this rectangle amazing
2: I don't have it. Right.
1: Everybody just looks at you in horror every time (laughs) you cough. You're like, no, no, I just choked a little bit. I'm I'm just coughing. Just
2: So it. So, got two pieces of true crime news for you, and I'm sorry that they're coronavirus related. The first one comes from Argentina. So it's 24-year-old Eric Torellis flew from the US to Argentina to attend a family friend's 15th birthday party. Argentina has this like strict self-isolation rule in place that if you fly there from another country, you must self-isolate. That rule was sort of enforced a day before Eric arrived in Argentina. Instead, a day after landing, he attended a party with around 100 other people. Five days later, he developed symptoms, including breathing difficulties, and he attended a clinic. He was admitted into intensive care and later tested positive. Then people at the party started falling ill. So 11 are believed to have been infected by him, including two people aged 76 and 79, together with the 15-year-old birthday girl. A further 20 other people who attended the party are also under observation as precaution. So they're kind of exploring at the moment who else had contact with him. Um, After he returned from the U.S. and after being discharged from hospital, his passport was seized and he's been placed under house arrest. Um, He'll officially be charged for spreading a contagious disease in the next few days. And if found guilty, he could face anywhere between three to 15 years in prison.
0: Holy shit. Wow.
2: I just think that's the self-isolation and quarantine and those physical distancing and lockdowns are necessary and they should be adhered to for this very reason.
1: Exactly. That's like literally a case in point of, you know, sorry, Karen and Facebook, you don't, you know, everyone thinks they're a freaking <laughs> expert about it. But that just shows it right there. And hopefully no one actually mm. lost their life from it.
2: Exactly. It's like he infected 11 people and potentially 20 other people. And it's like, and then if they, what if anybody, they went out and then did it? Because yeah. they wouldn't know, would you? Like, you don't know. Yeah,
0: it's almost like I think with coronavirus, because you don't know that you have it for like quite a long time. I think maybe people don't take it as seriously. Whereas, like, if you thought, like, if you had Ebola and you went to a party, like, you would know, like, oh, my God, I've done such a bad thing. Whereas, I I don't think it, like, translates as much now when it really, it should. Like, you are, you have an infectious disease. Like, that can really mm. harm people.
2: I just think it's, it's, it's reckless.
0: Well, I don't yeah. think people, you know, there's,
1: like, the experts and then, People who are in charge, they're not going to put these extreme measures all over the world, wrecking economies, taking this insane, like, we've never seen anything like this, at least in our lifetime, of course, if it's nothing. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's serious. Mm -hmm. Like, take it seriously. They aren't doing this to just, I don't know, maybe they are changing the batteries in the pigeons. I don't know, but you know?
2: (laughs) They are. That's (laughs) unreal. Um, The second, uh, also coronavirus related again. I'm sorry, it comes from Manchester in England, where a tenant um, received the first injunction of its kind for hosting rowdy house parties with up to twenty people at a time. So, as we discussed earlier, the UK imposed an effective lockdown. You can only leave your house for essential journeys. Blah blah blah, and people should not. And one of those rules in the lockdown is that people should not be gathering in groups larger than two. And if you do, the police have powers to disperse the group and or fine you. So complaints, complaints were made by other tenants in the housing association complex um, that someone was holding parties and therefore disregarding this guidance provided by the government. And an injunction was handed down last Friday, which basically prohibits visitors to the tenants other than their own children, which means that like, even though you shouldn't be gathering, there's actual a restriction on that, that couple in particular to say that wow. like no one should visit you apart from wow. your children um, and that will stay in place until the restrictions that are currently in place like the lockdown restrictions are lifted by the government i just i just don't think that we can reiterate it enough like if you can stay at home stay the fuck <laughs> at home Please. and if you don't you're endangering yeah. the vulnerable in our society which is exactly it's not, even,
1: it's not even people are actually you know losing their life who people who aren't in their 80s it's actually affecting younger people i in fact like watching stuff they're sort of saying you know they can't always know exactly how somebody's going to react to it whereas some somebody who actually is healthy and like 25 is losing their life and I mean it's not as it is more affecting the older people but you just just stay home people <laughs> like yeah it, you're not invincible
2: yeah you're risking the lives of the people who are providing like essential and valuable services in like healthcare and policing and the fire service as well yeah, like exactly. you're endangering people who are keeping the country moving yeah. Like supermarket staff or the delivery drivers, warehouse staff, takeaway restaurants, please come back. Um. So, <laughs> I just, oh, uh, just. Yeah, was. it's
1: really. It's I found like I'm trying to avoid even going on stuff like I know you don't have Facebook, Hannah, really anymore. But thanks, um, I
2: deleted it off my phone.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like social nice. media. because I'm, I'm kind of like at that place, but
2: do it honestly. I feel so much better. I did it in in like the beginning of January and I just feel like a weight has been lifted.
1: Fair. I think for me, because of my daughter, I do keep in contact with a lot of my family over it and like they like to, you know, see pictures of my little girl and stuff like that. And I guess that's kind of my only tie. It's not like, but you know, you go in there and I've just found that people who you think thought were like, okay, they're like some of the things that they're doing. You're just like, oh my God. Like, I didn't know you were like this. Like there is, I got to say, there's this woman at my gym and she keeps like going over to this guy she sings, Nan's house garage to like lift weights. And then she's going running with another guy. And then she's going out to the store, like to buy paint and then going to another store while, while she's waiting. And then she's going to the grocery store through. and I'm like, so I was like, sent, I was just, my blood was boiling. I'm just like, I, I do not realize what you're doing. You're actually, you know, yeah. you know, when you're just like, oh, I can't deal with people anymore. So <laughs> therefore I have been trying to just like avoid all of that. So I can't. Yeah, it's kind
0: of eye opening to see like people that, you know, or family and like friends and stuff like how they're reacting and everything, because I know um, a couple of my friends here actually have had to yell at their parents for going out. I don't know if it's, like, a particular age group. I know that I, uh, Dad, if you're listening, I know he's not. I had to yell at my own dad for going out. Because maybe not so much now, because I think people are, it's starting to really sink in, like, how serious it was. But sort of, like, last week or so, people were still kind of like, oh, I still want to do this stuff, and I still want to go out. It's like, if this drags on because your dumbass went outside and kept getting other people sick, I'm going to be really pissed. Because I'd <laughs> like this to be wrapped up as quickly as possible. <laughs> exactly. Please.
1: Things mm-hmm. to do. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yes, exactly. No, I, exactly. But you're just thinking, and especially when you're there and you're following all the rules, the only time I... I haven't even been in the store because my husband's the only one that will go. He's doing our essential shopping. The only time I go out is to go for a run or I take my daughter for like some fresh air, like a little walk, mm. fresh air. Not long. Yeah. I'm like literally out there to do what I need to do and come back, I'm not seeing anyone. And it's very frustrating when people aren't doing it and they don't get that this is just going to drag on and on and on if we don't sort of like start listening
0: yeah I saw um I think it was, it was I can't remember what station but they were showing in Ontario we call them ride checks where it's like um a cop pulls everybody over to check like if you've been drinking and driving but they've been doing the same thing in California but they are pulling people over and asking them where are you going and where did you come from so people are like, oh, well, I was just visiting my boyfriend. They're like, nah, you get a ticket. You shouldn't be out. Next person. Where, mm-hmm. where are you going? Where, have you come from? Oh, well, I was, you know, visiting someone. Nah, not allowed. Ticket. It's interesting to see how different places are reacting. Like, it's, and it is serious. Like pulling people over and literally giving them a ticket for where they've been. I've never seen that nah before. No, it's wild. We they had were... it
2: in the, the we had it in the UK, didn't we? Where they yeah uh, police pulled over um, a car. And there was a man driving and his wife was in the back of the car, but all the seats were down. So she was like effectively in the boot because they had bought some windows off eBay and he'd like driven to go and collect them, but like then got them in the car and then realized that his wife wouldn't fit in the car. So she just like crawled in the back and like laid oh down my with God. them. And they were like, this is non-essential travel. Like, what are you doing? And he, yeah, I think he got fined. It was just like, the rules apply to everyone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Windows
2: aren't... Windows aren't necessary. Unless unless your house has no windows. And, and you're, you're going an to issue. buy some. Yeah. But like...
1: Oh. Buy them online and have them delivered. <laughs> like... Exactly. a safe distance. <laughs> I have... I have ordered some stuff online, which... What we do is then when they... We leave the package and then we leave it for a while. Like, don't open it for like a day. And then mm. um, my husband will... Watered down bleach. <laughs> he like does it with a cloth and does the whole thing, and like then we throw it away. Wash hands. Just make sure. I know it sounds probably like overkill, but
0: <laughs> it's hard not to make- know like what you should like what's too much and what's not enough. Like you just yeah. like we got groceries the other day. We we wiped down everything like yeah yeah. with the the like antibacterial wipes so you're like wiping down your your salad and dressing and stuff and like I'm not really sure if I should be doing this but I'm doing it anyway so
1: I guess it just kind of makes you feel a little better like okay I think I'm doing something I think this will help I don't know because there's so much information out there and I think they're still kind of learning about stuff so it's sort of a you know nobody really the information's evolving of what we should be doing and not doing so
2: that's open sorry yeah. Wipe your salad dressing.
0: <laughs> was it ranch? <laughs> Maybe. Oh. <laughs> yes. I miss
2: ranch. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think this will be a feature on our podcast forever, but we're, we're going to go to Laurie Corner, which is Lori Vallow. In Lori Vallow's wedding pictures, um, she's seen wearing a wedding ring that's quite distinctive. And that was bought from Amazon for thirty five ninety nine. Dollars, and it was purchased 17 days before her husband's first wife died in mysterious circumstances.
0: <laughs> so, um,
2: Laurie Vallo, if if you don't know who she is, she was the one whose children have gone missing, and she refuses to tell them, tell anyone where they are. So, it, it's it's this kind of icky. It adds another layer.
0: I mean, I'm not surprised, but it's yeah. still really
1: upsetting. It is. Yeah. It's sad. Do you know what? There are some stupid criminals too. Like, you know when you're just like, it's one of those moments when <laughs> yes. you're watching like the ID channel with your mozzarella sticks yelling at the TV. Like, you idiot. You are <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's one of those moments that you're just like, some of the stuff you're just like, this isn't great. I mean, you could have waited a little while. <laughs> like, mm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
2: Jenna, it gets worse though. Okay. So all of this happened three months after Laurie's husband, Charles Vallow, was shot dead by her brother. So the name on the order is actually Charles Vallo, which indicates that Laurie may have been using her dead husband's Amazon account after his death.
1: I mean, was it a Prime account? Because, I mean, free shipping, I don't know. I <laughs>
2: mean, get that sweet It's prime gotta be Prime. <laughs> <laughs> you love that Prime video. Um,
1: yeah, but, like, that's just tacky. <laughs>
2: like... <laughs> Um, Another point for this one, Laurie's niece, Melanie, has also been thrown into the picture. Her ex-husband claims that Melanie knows where JJ and Tylee are and that they were in a plot to kill him. So he's called Brandon and he believes that he was shot at by Laurie's brother, who is also dead. Brandon also stated that Melanie was scared that he had been possessed by a demon and she told him... That Laurie and Chad Daybell believed that JJ and Tylee had also been possessed and become zombies.
1: Okay,
0: so...
2: <sighs> I feel like we should have some sort of weird timeline and uh, a family tree. Because it's getting really complicated now.
0: It's getting very complicated. The story is, uh, the amount of people involved and then pretty much all of them have died in weird <laughs> circumstances and then hearing that they potentially refer to the children as zombies is so upsetting. It's so upsetting. I,
1: Those poor children are definitely I don't think they're with us anymore, are they?
0: No, there's no there's no way. But it's just like will they ever find them mm, or so like sad. We we'll
2: just oh, there'll be more updates on Laurie Corner when we have them.
0: That's the other thing with the pandemic. I think
1: a lot of court stuff has slowed down or stopped. For the time being. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in the UK, the courts have gone on to, like, tele-hearings and stuff like that. But obviously, you're not going to yeah, have a huge yeah. trial on a tele-hearing, are you? So, probably, I would imagine. I don't know.
2: Is it are the, are the criminal? Because we do with, like, the family exactly. stuff. I don't yes, know whether, yeah. like, criminal courts The criminal are, court. Are they must be, it must be. still going, right? Yeah.
1: I don't, I don't know. know. But I wonder if, are like, the news about, like, stuff going on. It will, we'll, I
0: don't know. Stop. <laughs> I think this is going to be like a Netflix special, you know, like one of those. It's going to be like a
1: seven-parter for sure. Yeah.
2: I'll watch every minute of it. Every minute. Yeah. 100%.
1: Did you see her, though, in some of the pictures in her recent court appearances, she's like wearing red lipstick. And as a red Uh. lipstick wearer... Uh. Hmm. Hannah you feel me You're literally wearing it right now This girl Back even wears it She's trying to get in your clothes In self-isolation I <laughs> <No>. um, <laughs> She's like smiling And wearing red lipstick And it makes me feel A little like sick Cause like Girl Like they're looking for your kids So
0: How messed up Trashy. But
1: <laughs> Priorities and all that You know Cats and kittens.
2: Oh hey. my god. Oh, I really had to. Say I knew it. it. <laughs> oh, it was perfect.
1: Um, yes, that's right. It's time to talk about Tiger King, Murder, Mayhem, and Madness, and that really couldn't describe it any better. Um, so, it's in case you're living under some sort of rock, which I know you're not because everyone's stuck in the house, so I know you've seen it, and if you haven't, watch it immediately. Um, it's Netflix's brand new seven-part series that centers around a man known as Joe Exotic, his Oklahoma wildlife park, and his feud with big cat rescuer, Carol Baskin. But we know this show is about so much more. This incredible human shit show has cults, <laughs> guns, I'm sorry. rednecks, meth, a murder-for-hire plot, a gun accident, a questionable disappearance, more meth, a whole bunch of tigers, far too many male ponytails a missing arm we got country music interviews from a bathtub shirtless interviews and a whole bunch more rednecks (laughs) that is the perfect Netflix heard our collective sigh of quarantine boredom and said hold my beer (laughs) hell yeah All right, so our first introduction to Joe Exotic was last year in season two of Wondery's podcast, Over My Dead Body. Um, We did chat about that on our Best of 2019 episode. I remember at the time it was a great podcast, but it didn't really do anything for the insanity of this cast of characters justice. The documentary also opens up to the the wider Big Cat community as well. So rather than retell the whole story, because I would imagine everyone's watched it now. Anyway, I thought today we could actually chat more about each of the main characters individually, as well as our sort of most WTF moments from the show. And I'll also update you all on some new info that has come to light since it aired and updates on the characters. Cool. So, first of all, the first person we're going to chat about now. I know there's quite a few. There's quite a few. In this but what i've done is i've sort of picked out the major ones that i have thoughts on <laughs> there's a lot of thoughts <laughs> so obviously our first character and the weird thing about watching this thing is he <laughs> he's not but he's almost the more the most normal one and i'm gonna say like joe exotic obviously we have to talk about him first he is now in prison but as we know he's sort of the main subject of the story and he is the previous owner founder of the gw zoo so, where do we start with this man? <laughs> First of all, okay, do you know what? His wardrobe is incredible.
2: Oh, yes.
1: The tassels. The tassels he on everything has, like the
2: sequence. That sparkly jacket, mm. which is almost like tiger print, but it's kind of silver and purple and pink. And I was like, I fucking need it. Like, <laughs> where can I get it? Oh my god. We need merch.
1: I'm we need obsessed. merch. <laughs> but you could just did you guys see, like, in his his zoo gift shop he has like face like joe exotic face wash and he has like uh just like merchandise <laughs> with him on there i was just like what um and when he was running for governor he was passing out joe exotic condoms
0: as <laughs> oh, yes, you do
1: yeah um there's just so much about this character and there's no doubt he's got some issues so he is obviously very attention hungry the man loves Attention, a very self obsessed, and definitely has um, I think which ended up sort of getting the better of him. He his hair, so we've got that amazing mullet that is bleach blonde. I mean, not many people can pull off a mullet. I mean, I feel like he does kind of pull it off though.
0: It fits yeah. the whole persona. It really
1: does. It really does. And he's also a um, a country music singer. He enjoys it's the music videos, especially, were very special. <laughs> <laughs> um, so and as we know as well he he's married when it starts he's married to John Finley who this is like an odd aspect of the show which doesn't matter because it, who cares but it seems that he has a reputation for sort of marrying and being with more uh, with men who generally identify as being straight and um, mm. any sort of I don't know what's going on there. I think it's a lot of meth. (laughs) I'm not really sure. And in fact, they highlighted it down the line where I think there was a lot of drug use going on as well, which is really sad, Mm. (laughs) really horrible. And as the story goes on, his eventual downfall is when he gets involved with Jeff Lowe and his feud with Carol and the things he gets up to, which eventually bankrupts him. And then he gets desperate, doesn't he? um, And that takes me over to our next character which is carol baskin honestly okay so she is the owner and founder of big cat rescue in florida she is an animal rights advocate but if i'm honest she doesn't seem to be doing that much different to what joe is doing really she's just under she's going under the ruse of rescuer rather than just being a zoo because it looks to me like she just has a zoo um, they're not any sort of, and then she has free volunteers that she doesn't pay who work for her and she charges money to come in and see the animals, which correct me if I'm wrong, but that's sort of what a zoo does. Right? Like,
0: yeah, it kind of sounds like a zoo to me, I know, mm-hmm. so, a zoo with, uh, like, like slaves. Yeah, like, exactly. Un- like unpaid, a slave zoo. Unpaid-,
2: <laughs> <laughs> unpaid labor,
1: unpaid labor. Exactly. So, but it's okay. If
2: you're there for more than five years, you get a different color t-shirt.
1: Exactly. But then, do you... Mm. Wh- what? And also, she um, she was really flippant about how some of the people that are star turn and went, oh, I don't even know their name until they're here for a few years. And you're like, all right, lady. You're not even freaking paying them. Like, <laughs> you know, it was just, I don't know. It could have been edited poorly where they showed her in a bad light. But I don't know. I have my suspicions. Mm-hmm. So now I think the big thing with Carol as well is the missing husband so this takes us this down a line a storyline on this which has I think a lot of people talking and that is that Don Lewis her I think would be her second husband so she's married currently now to Harold Baskin but her second one Don Lewis um went missing and nobody has seen him in I think actually I don't know how many years was it was like 10 years or more 15 years I don't know I think they're longer than that I forgot to note that down. It's been a while. He had a lot of money. And apparently he was planning to leave her. And then he done disappeared. (laughs) So my favorite thing, and I think, in the whole show. (laughs) Okay, no, there's a lot. There's not just one. There's so many things. But was when she talked about Joe was actually kind of um, not attacked by one of the tigers. But the tigers wouldn't leave him alone and kind of show him dragging him by the leg around the cage. And it cuts to her saying, um, well, you know if he really wanted to, you know, have a tiger attack, he would just cover them in sardine oil. And then she, like, giggled. And it was, like, that was
2: really specific. <laughs> like, <laughs> she just sort of... Dragged by his foot, isn't he? Yeah. I, I like... That part was actually, like, quite shocking. You yeah. could tell that he was... he. First of all, he was, like, trying to play it off, and then he, like, actually started to get scared. Yeah. And there's a camera pointing at him, and people all around him, but no one went to help him. No. They but were just I- like... Uh, <laughs> but then i wonder how you do help him see how this what one you plays out <laughs> well yeah. he had a gun he was, had a gun on him didn't he yeah but i think didn't he would
1: he just a i guess you would try not to just kill them straight away you'd try to like, No, but he, sure...
2: he i think he fired warning shots didn't he yeah he did, he did but still he? like no one jumped no in one it. intervened and i found yeah. that really like oh Ooh. yeah
1: I'd,
2: i really hope if i was being attacked by a tiger someone would be like oh try and help her at least
1: no, but I just know now with being. Stuck Did you just in say
2: house. no? Like no, I wouldn't help her.
1: You're like no, 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 no. no. Sorry. I was going to go on to say I just know now actually yeah. that I've started threatening my husband with sardine oil. I have two cats. They're not tigers, but still, I'm sure it works. House tigers. You know, hard times. Anyway, love you, honey. If you're listening. Um, so that brings me to the next very strange. Zoo to Doc Antle. this guy. All I wrote was this guy, full stop. <laughs> so I know the story revolved around Joe, Joe exotic, but what is going on at this Myrtle Beach Safari in Myrtle Beach? Obviously, don't know why I need to felt the need to say that. could be a second season in my opinion. He has several wives, and he makes all the women work from like sunup, sundown, uh, pays a minimal amount. They don't have vacations or holidays and i wrote lots of tits. so that sort of sums up that whole situation. what the hell's going on there? that is definitely a
2: cult. tell me that's not a cult. No, it's a cult. um <laughs> oh, and it's not a cult. i it's cult-like behavior because i don't want to get done for libel. i mean i just i'm yeah. a legend <laughs> Alleged cult. it's allegedly a cult. i think um with the whole like big cat thing it's a very like Seductive lifestyle, like you, if you, you know, if you really love them and you get to like pet them and look after them, then you'd kind of do anything to be around them. I, I, I can imagine it could be quite addictive. Mm. Yeah. Not that I'm going to go join any alleged cult. All right, but well, I'm watching you. Sorry, <laughs> not <deciding> on <laughs> myself. And then, so I, I get why you know Carol Baskin gets all these people to work for free for her, and I don't really understand the whole doc antlers thousand wives, but. I, I kind of get it. But they're all like that. It seemed like
1: all three zoos that they sort of talked about or whatever, they all had weird, they were a little cult-like in a way. Like, they're getting people to do a lot for nothing. Um, They're very loyal. They're very, like, they're centered on one guy. Even Carol Boskin, they have all these free workers that works for years and years.
0: Mm. Maybe it's the people, like, if we had a Venn diagram and yeah. you got people who are, obsessed with big cats and people who maybe make bad choices and we've got some kind of like a fairly large overlap in our The Circles practically on top of each other. Yeah and it's just one circle.
2: <laughs> no, you're right.
1: There must be something there like I don't know what it is the charm of or the and I think they actually kind of alluded to that in the in the show about the the appeal of these cats and then Mm. the people who are like taming them, I guess, or breed, you know, so maybe that is part of it. So that takes me over to John Finley, which I mentioned earlier. And he was with Joe, Joe's husband from 2003 to 2014. Um, John met Joe a month after high school and began working at the GW zoo. And Finley was actually later on also married in a three-way ceremony with Joe and another man named Travis Maldonado so John Finley, so he does the whole entire interview
2: pretty much shirtless. <laughs> Why not? And I mean, you do you, mate. Like he was obviously Netflix. he was obviously like really really comfortable. Love
1: it. Yeah. Body positivity. Twenty twenty. <laughs> and he had three teeth um, through the whole thing. <laughs> it was it was interesting. It was interesting, and it does seem that as it went on, he claims that he wasn't actually gay and it revealed that he was in a relationship with one of the women that worked at the zoo too so very love y going on there and i think um it doesn't matter whether he was straight okay i don't know it doesn't really matter it's not really important but it was all just so like it's very
0: strange <laughs> just the whole situations were all they yeah. all seem to have multiple like partners <laughs> at once it's like you instead of a love triangle we've got like a love rhombus and yeah everything. like <laughs> a rhombus in <laughs> somehow I love,
1: I love that that's amazing And it's over to Travis Maldonado. So another storyline. I mean, this story just gets crazy. Joe was married to Travis as well, and they met later on. And it was really sad because I think he had quite a lot. They expressed that he had a lot of drug issues, which was quite sad. And you can kind of tell in some of the videos and some of the footage that they had there. And he, whether I think it was an accident or on purpose, but they did, uh, he either mistakenly on purpose took his life uh, with a gun in a gun accident or in an office. And I thought that that was insane that they showed that video of...
2: That CCTV. The
1: CCTV of the other guy in the office when he does it. Just obviously he's visibly very shocked and doesn't really know what to do. But I was really surprised they showed that.
2: I thought that was really shocking. That came with absolutely no warning. No. like Because the CCTV footage is focused on one of the zoo employees and then Travis is like underneath the camera so you can't see anything you don't you don't you can't see Travis at all and you can see them talking and then you see that flash as the gun goes off and the guy just sort of puts his hands up and he's just like frozen
1: yeah he doesn't move and he was he's like
2: he said I think he said in the interview he was like I I knew at that instant he was dead and I didn't know what to do and it was just like he was just frozen for like and you could see the timer on the CCTV at the top, like, clicking. Because yeah. I thought it would have free. It was free-frame. So did I. And it, it wasn't was It was just that like, you could see it, like, the seconds tick past, and it's like, holy oh, shit.
1: Yeah, that was wild. And then I ha- it brings me to one of the other most strange <laughs> things in the whole program was his funeral service, where Joe is dressed up as, like, a priest with the collar and everything and talks about... He dresses about- up
2: like a priest in, like... Other parts of it as well. Does he? Yeah. It's like
0: his go-to costume. Yeah. He's in a music
2: video with it on. And I think he does. Is it the Thanksgiving or something? Oh. Oh, he puts it on as well. Yeah. It's just, oh, yeah. Oh, it's, maybe he is an ordained minister. Maybe he is.
1: And and it's like a weird... Do you know, which we haven't talked about yet, but the SAF, he was one of the employees that lost his arm at the zoo. And was, like, mm-hmm. back at work five days later. But when the accident happened, um, he, like, Joe, like, threw on an EMT jacket. It ran into the, like, the zoo <laughs> gift shop. But he, would yeah. you have that lying around for, like, emergencies? And he ran in there. But it was amazing because he was, like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to tell you. the um Someone's arm Bones just got bit off by shop, a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> I ran into the gift shop. I was, like, what? <laughs> um, I'll give you a refund. We can come back at a better time. I was, <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. <laughs> shit. Sorry I interrupted you, you are talking about his yeah. funeral.
1: Yeah, no, but Travis's um funeral. So like Travis's poor mother, bless her heart, is like sitting there in the front row and Joe's talking about Travis's balls and now we like to get his balls out and rub them in his face. <laughs> and, apparently, and I'm like, I'm oh, sorry, what?
2: That's <laughs> definitely like wake conversation. It's not Absolutely. ceremony conversation. Yeah.
1: After you've had a few, you know, Bud Lights let's bring it up okay Mm -hmm. but you know when you're standing up there and then he like breaks into a country song because that's what you do apparently but then obviously he uh so joe obviously really lost it after that i think a lot of people say that was even more of like a turning point for him where he just sort of like really lost the plot which is i think i think they said that several times throughout the whole show because it just got incredibly weird
2: can we talk about the um Trash memorial. Pile. That's exactly
1: what I'm doing. The trash pile <laughs> I'm so going to bring up
2: next. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so ready to talk about this.
1: Yes. So there's a trash pile of like, well, it's like his little memorial and it has Travis like in really big letters and it just looks like it's like an old four wheeler like turned over on its side sort of thing and then like some bunch of stuff on there if, which I could, you know, trash.
2: <laughs> what are they called? Like, are they ATVs? Yes.
0: they are yeah, little... ATV four wheeler, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I think he liked to ride around on it. Um, and, they, and then it's like cordoned off. So it's like, it's got like a ropes around it so he wouldn't go near it, which is like fine because I don't think he'd want to. But like, yeah, that was interesting. So Hannah, you actually thought of this question. What would you have on your trash pile, Memorial trash pile?
2: I've been thinking about this. Okay. And I would have, let me get my list. I would have. <laughs> She's got a list. <laughs> I've literally got a list. I'd have a bottle of red wine because apparently Mm. I'm a drunk. Mm. I'd have scaled up versions like statues of my cats, but I want them like four foot tall each. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. I'd put my KitchenAid mixer on there. um, And then I'd put my wedding dress on a mannequin. Oh my
0: God. Um, Can you imagine seeing that at night? Yeah,
2: with like my head. Like, uh, not, actual my, not my actual hair, okay, good. but like a bust of my own face on it.
1: Amazing. Oh my what God. about
2: Glenda? Yeah. Oh, and Glenda. Yeah, 100% Glenda. Okay, good. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> that Glenda, way no one would touch it. No, you exactly. It. You put Glenda on it, no one Glenda's, would touch it. Glenda's
1: um, Hannah's possessed doll. You can see her on Instagram. Yes, she's
2: featured. <laughs> she will
1: steal your soul. Alana, what would you have?
0: I kinda wish I went first after that one. Uh, All all I thought of was like if somebody just took like my rubbish bin and just tipped it over (laughs) after like a week to like all the shit that I've been eating. A week of isolation. Yeah, just like a pile of like sad food wrappers. And you can stick my name in the top of it on you know, just a piece <laughs> of just my rubbish around it. And then I, I do want um like a roped off thing though. Because mm-hmm. I think that's very classy. So very classy. a roped off thing and just a pile of my garbage.
2: Nice. You could put your um skinny rectangle on it.
0: Yes. Oh there the we go. The skinny rectangle will probably go in the garbage, so it will be with the wrappers and stuff. You could use it
2: to cordon it off.
0: Oh, true. Yeah, it has a purpose. Yeah. There we go. You're working on your own you, trash
1: Anna? Um, yeah, I don't know. So I was going to go along the lines of like my cats. I want my cats to go with me. That's really horrible. <laughs> my like stuff, but in like poses, like like action poses, like with me there. Probably my, I'd have to say my cheese board that says no. cheese slut. Um, <laughs> that's really important. Um, yeah, and I would it's just, I don't know. It's really difficult. I think I would go with, the, the real things that I love in life, I love television. I love binge watching crime <laughs> shows. I don't know. Can you put a TV up in there for me? There we go. That kind of like sums up my cats, my cheese, my television. Perfect.
2: Sounds great. That's awesome. Loving it. up.
1: So now it brings me to our next one, and that is Jeff Lowe. Um, He appears at the second half of the series as an angel investor, apparently. Um, He offered to have the zoo put in his name once Joe was made bankrupt and he helped with funding and all that. But really, he ended up sort of taking the zoo away. Um, Joe, when he got on to running for governor, I know that's another storyline we didn't even really get into. um, um, He had spent money on from like zoo funds on a campaign which is illegal anyway so uh jeff ended up taking the zoo in the end and he also very much assisted the fbi in taking down joe on the murder for hire attempt on carol baskin um but it was kind of weird i mean allegedly i'm just uh, just a lot of alleged but he just it's he seemed very involved in it all didn't he really um but he's managed to um he just comes across as a massive sleazeball doesn't he like pretty yeah. awful
2: yeah just, he, yeah mm, i think he had a goal to take the zoo and he yeah. was gonna do it any way he could
1: yeah definitely and he's got allegedly a, allegedly and he has a wife uh lauren which don't know oh don't know why you would want to be married to the man Ugh. but he um apparently that they, they once as well have a very open relationship that they talked about um <laughs> And, uh, really, really, I think the thing I hated was at the end of the story, and she's pregnant, um, with their baby, and he, like, the first thing he says was, like, yeah, gonna have this baby and get her right back in the gym. I was just like... Ew. I know. (laughs) And talking about gonna find a really hot nanny to bang as well, and I was just like, this man is unbelievably repulsive.
2: Oh, he, he got the nanny. I saw her on Instagram.
1: Yes. Well, more about that later. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he was just so sleazy, so gross. Um, and he's also, he's a convicted felon. And he has offenses for domestic violence and animal abuse. So not a good guy, uh, allegedly. <laughs> um, the next person that we're going to talk about is James Garrison. Now, he was a local business one. He was the, also the one. He looks like human form Humpty Dumpty. And he... <laughs> <laughs> He co-owns like a, some businesses in the area with Jeff, with Jeff and Joe Exotic and he's like strip clubs and bars. I didn't really exactly find out where he fit into this story. I know we just had businesses with them, but there wasn't like I didn't elaborate too much on that. Um, and he becomes the main FBI like informant to take Joe down. And we obviously have to talk about that beautiful scene where he rides in. It's like some serious B-roll. <laughs> Whoever did the B-roll for this? You're, you're the they real MVP. They must have MVP. just been
0: killing themselves. Yeah. Like, you you can't film that with a no. straight face. No. <laughs> he, like, pulls the shades off, too, doesn't he?
2: And, and the life jacket. Yeah. The life jacket
1: hanging on for dear life. The- <laughs> yeah. That guy was something else. It was, like, cut your hair, dude. Like, how old are you? He had, like, that haircut of, like, I don't know. Like, you don't usually have past the age of, like, six or seven as, like, a little boy. I don't know. It's very strange. <laughs> anyway. But they all seem to really like hair in this program. Um, And then our final one I wanted to chat about, mainly because of one scene, and also he was just an odd one, one of the odd ones, was Alan Glover. So he was Jeff's employee that was, then went to work at the zoo as well, but him and Joe really didn't get along. And he was the apparent turned hitman. And he, I just have to talk about his interview in the pink
0: bathtub. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I don't Did understand. Say
0: those words out loud like for a documentary, his interview in the pink bathtub.
1: It was just like, yeah. Apparently though he uh chickened out, which he seemed really skeptically sort of said on the show too, like he didn't really mean it. It's very strange. Apparently he chickened out and spent the money on blow and strippers. As you do. Yeah, so he was another interesting character. Now, there's obviously quite a few more. Um there was just a lot of them, but I we could go on forever. Otherwise, anything you guys really want to mention before I just let you know a few little updates that we have left on things that have come out since it's aired?
0: I think what's really interesting is when we listened to Joe Exotic, which I think was like last summer, because I remember Mm. like listening to it and I go for a run outside and it was really nice. and, And we sort of talked about it. It was a good podcast. It was a really interesting story, but it wasn't like, holy shit. And then you kind of forget, forget about it. Like, you know, we listen to so much stuff. It just kind of gets put in the background. And then this documentary comes out and you see what these people look like. And it is so much more like it never should have been a podcast. No, like so much of it is the visual. It's like a visual trash pile and you need to see it. Absolutely.
1: You nailed that. Absolutely. I didn't think I thought the podcast was pretty good, you know, it was an interesting mm. story. Does nothing on, you have to see the people. That's the whole, that's that's such a big part of it. What about you, Hannah? Anything else you want to add that you particularly enjoyed or didn't enjoy? <laughs> um,
2: it was just, I mean, how many episodes are there? Seven. Six, seven? Yeah, seven. Mm. There was just so much happening that I could, like, barely digest it. Mm. Like, it's like, I barely remember some parts of it because the, by the time I digested one scene, the ridiculous of the ridiculousness of the next scene just like wiped it from my brain. And it was, just, I mean, it was fantastic, and I really enjoyed watching it. But oh my god, there was there was just so much, so much going it was on. So much. I feel like you could I can't, watch it I a can't imagine. Times. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, doing a seven part. Story. There must have been things on like the editing room floor that didn't make it in, and that I'm oh, uh, just explodes. like that. Even that makes my mind like blow to imagine that they cut things out.
1: I know. Um, I didn't even. Did you? I didn't obviously mention that much about. Um, is it Rick Kirkman? He was the guy that was the making the reality show of mm-hmm. Joe Exotic. Can you imagine the footage that was lost in that fire? Oh my god! I
2: know. <laughs> So good. A tragedy. I know
1: that's the real tragedy here. We don't get to see any of that. Also, had you not heard of a cloud, man? Come on,
2: can't <laughs> yeah, store your data <laughs> correctly. Don't store it in the alligator house.
1: Exactly, not in the alligator house. Okay, so just a few, a few little bits that have come out since the um, documentary has uh, literally taken over the world. So Carol's ex before her current husband. So she dated someone after Dawn and before she married Harold Baskin. Um, He has new accounts of what happened um, that have come to light that he actually, his name's Jay Baikal, who sought a restraining order against her, which was, it was actually denied by the court, but it made some bold claims. Obviously this is alleged, but they have the forms which he filed in 2002. Jay filed a restraining order against Carol, which included some bizarre and suspicious sounding details regarding Dawn's disappearance. Part of the restraining order application read her prior husband presumed dead one day. She said to me when I asked her, what happens if your husband shows up now? Her response was dead bodies can't talk.
2: Oh, shit. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, that doesn't really help the whole uh, suspicion. Um, Obviously, that was actually denied because they didn't find sufficient imminent harm. But it's still an interesting point. Um, And I'm going to put all my sources we will be on our... Website where I got all this information, all the articles, um, and also big news: John Finley, um, he got new teeth.
0: Um, oh, good! Yeah, <laughs> so he actually.
1: I'm not gonna lie; he's pretty cute now. Like, I don't know, oh. he looks pretty normal. He has, oh. the, the earrings are out, the teeth are not. I mean, it just looks like a regular dude. He looks great. Yeah, so there was that. Okay, next up, it's not mostly Joe singing on the show. So those country music isn't really Joe singing. ...on most of that, which you guys might have read that already.
2: No! What?
1: Yes. So, in multiple... Yeah, Yeah, I know. Big shocker. Which is even worse.
2: How dare he lie to me? What is the
1: point? Like, what are you doing? Why are you lying to us? In multiple episodes, Joe brags about his singing career and songs such as... ...I Saw a Tiger are heard. (laughs) But anyone with ears can tell that that polished country music veteran voice... ...crooning the tunes doesn't sound anything like Joe Exotic's drawling speaking voice... Real musicians, Vince Johnson and Danny Clinton, were the real musical power behind Joe's Milli Vanilli act. (laughs)
2: Um,
1: (laughs) Johnson told Vanity Fair that they worked for free, thinking they'd earned some fame from a reality show about Joe's life. Actually, sadly, Clinton died in October, TMZ reports. Yeah, the show's director, Eric Good and Rebecca Chalkin, I might have butchered that, uh, told the LA Times that a fact checker discovered that Joe did sing somewhat uncertain songs. So that's why they chose not to like out him in the program. Mm-hmm. But yeah, big shocker there. Um, next up, the alligators were famous. So the, we were just talking about them, the alligators that actually all died in that fire we spoke about. Tiger King is mostly about big cats, although the reptile residents of the park have a sad storyline in one of the episodes when their enclosure catches fire. John Finley told David Spade in a video interview recently that some of the alligators at the Exotic Animal Park came from Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch.
2: Oh, shit.
1: Oh. Yeah, random. And finally, all right, I've got two more. All right, I've got two more to share. <laughs> One is um, Doc Antle also shares the stage with Britney Spears at the 2001 VMAs, that iconic snake around her neck. So do you know, obviously, the, the yellow, like, boa... Was Boa a mm. I don't know what it was. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. a big, big, big yellow snake. snake. Yeah. Right. And she has it around. She like walks down the stairs. I'm doing it right now. You can't see me. <laughs> it's <this> podcast, but... <laughs> yeah, so in the background is like Don Doc Antle with his like hair and a tiger. You know, like you see all the hair mm. and the tiger, which was interesting little fact there. I and... think it's
2: on um Lenny Kravitz's daughter's Instagram page. No. I think I tagged you in it, but no one responded. Um, oh, I didn't see it. Oh, and it's, I didn't see it. No. And she, yeah, she was just like, "This is important. You must look at this." And it's just like shots of it. And oh, then at the wow. end, it's got like dark angel. I'll see if um, I'll see if I can find it and I'll send it again. But oh yeah, I'll post yeah, it. Yeah, no, the it's really good.
1: Definitely. And my final little fact: Joe Exotic had another husband that identified as straight before John Travis and Dylan. He married Dylan later in the documentary another man but the thing a reason i bring this one up is so he had the of this other husband which the fourth husband um that he was married to before john finley and after his first husband ryan rain um because his first husband died in 1991 but the man he was married to jc hartpence little is known about hartpence but he's currently in prison for murder he committed when they were divorced just another hey. little like person in the story gone awry wow yes so i think that's all i have for this but obviously if you haven't watched it watch it i don't know how you can i know you've got nothing else to do so watch it (laughs) so uh what would you rate this out of five you first alana
0: i mean you gotta go a solid five out of five it's just it's unlike anything i've seen really and even already knowing the story Like, that doesn't matter. It's just, it's so much more. And it's just like, I mean, it's kind of information overload, Mm. like Hannah was saying. But yeah, I'd say five out of five.
2: Yeah, I'd go five. I'd definitely go five out of five as well.
1: Yeah, I'm five out of five. Guys, if you haven't watched this, like, what are you doing with your life? Like, it's amazing. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) All the murder friends agree. It's a hit.
2: Weird Crime Time. So this isn't technically a crime, but I think it's weird enough for this slot. And I think, Anna, you shared this one. Um, so we're going to go to Florida. Oh, Florida. Always, Florida always doesn't let us
1: down, you
2: know? Yeah, so we're going to go. Um, so Bryant Culpepper, who is the county commissioner for Okeechobee County in Florida, said in an emergency meeting to address the pandemic that if you take a hairdryer, point it up your nose and turn it on and inhale the hot air, it will kill the virus. So this is according to Culpepper, because the nasal passages and the membranes are where the coolest part of the body and that's where the virus settles before going into the lungs. So if you heat it up, you'll be fine. He said he got his information from a doctor that appeared on the One American News Network and as if this wasn't enough, he then said, there's a lot of baloney out there on social media. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) He's not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But it gets worse, because then Lake Okeechobee News, like the local news station for that county, published an article about his claims, which he promptly shared with the caption, great article for those who don't have medical insurance. So one American news network, which is the apparent source of Culpepper's claims, conducted a review of all of its media, and they confirmed that they never said anything of the sort. They did, however, post an article on their website after this, which de debunks the claim entirely. The World, or- um, World Health Organization has a mythbuster website page um, which clearly states that hot air will not kill the virus, hand dryers will not kill the virus, hair dryers will not kill the virus. Like it's fairly explicit. Now at this point, do we expect Culpepper to apologise for spreading this misinformation and saying he was wrong? I bet he's... I don't know, it's
1: Florida.
2: It's Florida. He's probably going to double down. Hell, he doesn't. He goes back on social media and says, quote, direct quote, I was only trying to give comfort to those in Okeechobee who have no insurance to treat their families. End quote. And, quote, I will not offer any more suggestions unless they are tried and proven. All I ask is for your forgiveness for anything offensive that I uttered during these exchanges. God bless and soften your hearts. End quote.
0: Oh, my God. How
1: about you it's just okay. leave it to like the professionals? How about you just leave it to them and you just don't say anything?
0: I bet all the people with like singed nose hairs are, are not like that appreciative. Like, what?
2: I mean, I, I don't think that he knew that he was spreading misinformation because I think he thought he believed that his information was correct.
1: He's an elected goddamn official. That's scary. What? Like yeah, but who like, are like, we, we, what exactly. are we trusting
2: him with? You should know better. But I think like, it begs the question, what do you think the punishment for spreading misinformation should be during this pandemic? I think it should be prison. Yeah. (laughs) Straight up prison. It's
0: it's so difficult because there is so much going around, especially like on Facebook, you know, like we talked about before, it's just a hell site. But um, if you are in that position of power and to be saying things like that, like that should be some sort of violation of your duty as Mm. an elected official, like, that could be really dangerous and harmful to people. Hundred percent,
2: definitely. God. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the end of weird crime time. All of the so- <laughs> all of the sources will be on our website, as with all the sources from the news section above, which I forgot to mention.
0: Please don't use a hair dryer on your face or any part of your body, actually, apart from your hair. Yeah. Yeah.
1: True. That's fine, but otherwise, no. Thanks for listening, guys. I think that's all we have for today. We've got it. this an extra long episode, actually. (laughs) Um, You can email us at murderfriendspod at gmail.com. Check out our website, murderfriends.com. You can see all of our sources there, as we mentioned before. Instagram, murderfriendspod. Twitter, murderfriendspd. Send us any of your – anything you're watching or recommend for us to check out during this time or – Um, any weird crimes or true crime news that you think we should take a look at and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.